Hey, it's Stephen Henderson. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about a proposed new project by Henry Ford Health, Michigan State University, and the Detroit Pistons, which would really transform the new center area in the city. We're going to hear why they are working together to create this project, what the timing is for it, and how that area will feel and look different when they're done. To talk about it, we've got Denise Brooks-Williams with us. She is Henry Ford Health's Executive Vice President and Chief Executive Officer for the Care Delivery System Operations. She's a steward for the Future of Health Project, which is what they are calling this. Denise, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Uh, Let's talk first about this project. What is included in this project and what would it change in the neighborhood that's around Henry Ford Hospital? So the project is a very exciting opportunity to bring a new hospital um, that will have a much expanded emergency room and all single patient rooms, so private rooms. Um, to the community. It will, in addition to that, bring a research building, which will help us to expand research to address a lot of the issues that are faced in the community around chronic conditions and gaps in care. And then lastly, it will bring housing, um, deeply affordable housing to the community, along with green spaces and just a truly revitalized area for both those that are living here already and those that may want to come into the community. Um, tremendous impact if we know, you know, healthcare being a critical service and resource that we all need and use. This is going to help us to continue to advance that in the community, both through the research building and the hospital. And then, as I said, having affordable housing, um, always a complement to really impressing and expanding um, and attracting people to want to be in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a little uh, place setting here, I guess. Uh, talk about the neighborhoods that are near Henry Ford Hospital and Henry Ford Health Systems and how they've been changing over the past decade or so. I, I feel like it's a part of town that is already kind of buzzing with some investment. There have been some kind of critical projects that uh, that have come online or are planned for that area. But but give us a sense from, from your perspective of what is going on in that area and, and why this project uh, is right at this moment for, for what's happening over there. Yeah, I think that you're, you're right, that the neighborhoods that surround um, the hospital, the, the core area that we are in, have seen both, right? I think that there continues to be tremendous opportunity for partnership, while that other areas have had some investment. You certainly have seen some new businesses that have come into the community. Actually, Michigan State University themselves has taken over a substantial portion of the Fisher Building as a part of their presence um, in the city of Detroit. Um, And so that's created um, some great economic stability. You've certainly seen housing um, continue to grow um, right on West Grand Boulevard near the Lodge um, and then in some of the other surrounding neighborhoods. But I will say that what we are focused on um, is really how do we advance healthcare and do that. As you know, Henry Ford Hospital has been in the city of Detroit for over 100 years, and we've been, you know, anchored in this community. And we are very excited 
that as we look to expand and enhance our footprint, that we would be able to do it in that area. And we absolutely see it as a benefit for the community because it continues to allow high quality health care to be provided right in a neighborhood. Um, and that both is around jobs creation as well as just having the advancement of care be able to occur. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your partners here, Michigan State University and the Detroit Pistons. As you point out, they're both already investors in that part of town. Most people, I think by now, have seen the Detroit Pistons facility that was constructed across the freeway from from Henry Ford, the training facility that I think has really transformed uh, the area where, where it is. But talk about why Henry Ford has chosen, I guess, to work with these partners on this this really big project in the area. Well, as you know, when the Pistons returned um, to the city of Detroit, the Pistons Performance Center was a joint venture relationship with Henry Ford. Our Center for Athletic Medicine is actually attached to their training um, facility and headquarters. So we saw this as a natural expansion of their commitment to this area and being able together, right, to bring the housing um, part of this to life. In addition to that, our Michigan State relationship is a multi-year, 30-year arrangement that allows us to be able to really, from an academic perspective, have a partner that we're working with both on research as well as training of the future leaders in healthcare. So both of them um, already partners, I would say, and natural partners to this um, development. And when you're finished with this, uh, talk about the impact on the community there. What are the ways that people who are already living in the area will be affected by, by what you're doing? And what kind of neighborhood will they have when you're done? We're hoping that it'll be a neighborhood that is a livable, walkable area because there'll be green spaces that will be in the neighborhood. We will be connecting. The research building um, will be connected through a walkway over onto the main campus um, of the health center. And so we're hoping, right, that that will create a benefit for the entire neighborhood. That green space will be something that will be able to be utilized by everyone. But the other benefits are jobs, right? So there'll be a number of jobs during the construction period of this, but there'll be a permanent 700 jobs that will come into the community. Um, And our plans would be to continue to work to develop that pipeline with neighborhood high schools and neighborhood organizations, you know, that would have an interest in partnering with us on how to make sure that people that live in the community have access to those jobs. The last piece, of course, is world-class healthcare, right? We are incredibly fortunate to be a city that has a large academic medical center, but we also provide primary care right in the community. And this development will allow us to simply enhance that by having, as I said, a state-of-the-art facility, um, a larger emergency department that, you know, allows us to have more space um, to treat the community, as well as things like parking. And, And we will, you know, we will take some of the disruption out of the neighborhood that's experienced today with ambulances and our helicopter that will all move to the new site. Um, so I know that our neighbors will be excited about that. Yeah. 
So uh, I do want to talk about the affordable housing piece of this as well and why that's an important part of this. We talk all the time in Detroit about the lack of availability of affordable housing. It's a pretty complicated picture, in fact. Uh, there are lots of reasons why that's not so. Uh, but, but talk about the plans, at least, to include affordable housing in this, how much of it uh, there would be, and and why you think that's such a critical piece. Well, definitely, we think housing is going to be helpful and critical as you're continuing to develop and round out the neighborhood, um, because as we said, we're going to have new jobs, new opportunities, and so we think that housing continues to need to be something that's available in an affordable way. So what's being proposed will be about 662 new units, um, and 20% of those will be affordable at 50% um, of AMI. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so very deeply um, discounted. And we think that, of course, is necessary so that you have an opportunity for people that are living, you know, in the community and maybe wanting to work Um, at the health system, if you were just to envision a perfect scenario where they could work at the Motown Museum for that, you know, or any of the businesses that are going to be along the corridor, but have an affordable place to live. Yeah. Uh, So I I do want to talk about the incentives that are being sought for this project. And I should be clear up front that uh, Henry Ford Health, of course, is a nonprofit. You don't Mm -hmm. pay taxes. so, so, So you aren't really seeking Uh, tax breaks for this. But the entire package with your partners, with Michigan State and and the Pistons, is seeking quite a bit of incentive, $273 million, and that's attracted some attention. I wonder if you can speak to the need to finance or help finance projects like this with those kinds of incentives. Yeah, I would say we we had last week as a part of, as you know, the very – purposeful process of getting community input in this. We had a presentation by the Detroit Economic Growth Corporation that looked specifically at the incentives that were being requested. And the tax abatement component is really focused on the housing. And I will restate it as they stated it in the meeting, that when you look at attracting developers um, to the city, you do look at what makes a doable project, right? And so they've looked at the numbers to say without the abatement, you wouldn't be able to have what I just described as that 20% deeply affordable um, component to the project. Um, Just because you're talking sometimes about there's a rehabilitative component to this. So instead of having a blighted building um, that would be in the community, you're going to be able to take one and renovate it and turn it into livable housing. So I think when you look at the project, you would see great need and value related to what's being requested in the tax abatements. The other part of that component, so it's not $200 million worth of tax abatements, right? It's a tax abatement component, and then it's the brownfield um, tax increment financing. Mm-hmm. And that, as we know, right, is we, we have to have a healthy environment upon which to build. And so when you just unfortunately, you know, have environmental things that have to be remediated, fortunately, there are programs, you know, that can support developments like this to be able to do that. Um, I think what I would offer as well is when we look at what's being asked for, to at least, you know, perhaps consider what is coming um, back in terms of value to the community. 
you'll have components of the project that today, as you mentioned, some of the assets that Henry Ford have are not taxable because of our non um, exempt tax status. Sure. But as you move into this project, some of those will convert to be taxable. I see. So you are going to have, you know, some property taxes to offset those abatements. And in addition to that, because of the new jobs that are going to come, you'll actually also have um, employment taxes that will be a part of that. Right. So the right. net net benefit, you know, to the community should absolutely be positive. So, so I, I know you're not a full-time developer or, or someone who works all the time in the development environment here in Detroit. But, I, you know, I, I think the, the, the question is on lots of people's minds about why, at this point in the, in the reinvestment, I guess, that's going on in Detroit, that it's still necessary for such steep incentives to be involved with with these kinds of projects. Uh, And I think the big question is, where is the point at which we no longer need subsidies of this size, or maybe subsidies much at all, the way some other cities function? Uh, I I wonder if you can address address that. And really, in simple terms, would this project be possible from your standpoint if you didn't have these incentives? So again, I would say if we go back to the scoring, right, that um, the Detroit Economic Growth Corporation did, I would say no, it would be difficult to make the project work, both on the housing side and again, as I mentioned, the brownfield needs that are there um, to be able to move forward with the project. You mentioned at the beginning, of course, um, the Henry Ford Health component of this, which is the hospital, we are doing um, philanthropic outreach um, to support that development as well as our own, you know, capital investment cycle. In addition to that, other partners to this project are using their normal capital processes of investment. So I would say specifically for this process project, what we're asking for is in complement, you know, to what we're putting in place. And so I don't have the long-term answer, you know, around if, in fact, there'll be a point in time, you know, where incentives are not needed for developments. But we have really tried to frame this as the future of health is a mission-oriented project if you ultimately think of what the community would have when it's done. Having a world-class academic health system situated in the city of Detroit, right in the heart of it, um, creating both jobs, but most importantly, better outcomes and health for the community, um, we think, right, is a great cornerstone that Mm. makes the investment much worthwhile. Yeah. Before I let you go, I want to go back to the affordable housing part of this project and and drill down a little on what the excess would be, uh, how, how affordable uh, these units would, would be. Do you have numbers that you can share in terms of what would be, uh, what would be for rent and what people could have? I do not have the specific rent numbers, but again, I can tell you that if you look at um, the discounting formula, right? So as I said, there'll be 662 units. Of those units, 20% of them will be available to people at 50% of the average income, the median income, right? So that, you know, is a deep discount. I can't tell you the actual, you know, rent amount. I don't have that in front of me. 
Um, but I at least can say from a formula perspective that it definitely would be considered um, deeply discounted and affordable. Yeah. Okay, uh, Denise Brooks-Williams, Henry Ford Health Executive Vice President and Chief Executive Officer for Care Delivery Systems Operations. Great to have you here to talk about this new project. Thanks for joining us on Detroit Today. Thank you, Susan. Detroit Today is produced by Sam Corey and Nick Austin. Our technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Our assistant producer is Maddie Boyer. Our music is by Sam Bobian and Will Sessions. And podcast editing is by David Lyons. Our program director is Adam Fox. Detroit Today is a production of WDET in Detroit. And you can support the show by leaving a rating or a comment. Thanks for listening.